Right now, though, Rachel, we're continuing our series on uh, being childlike. We are. We have Father Michael Voidhofer, who's the associate at St. Robert Bellarmine in Omaha, and also Nikki Schaefer, who's a homeschooling mom of five, right? Yes. Right. And she was also a counselor and art therapist at Catholic Services in St. Louis and has written many articles on parenting and healing. So we're talking this morning about healing. Is that right? Although, maybe first you should tell us about um, what happened this weekend. Oh, praise God. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was just, uh, it fits right in with what we're talking about. Um, Father Stilmonks was preaching at all the masses this weekend and did a phenomenal job. Um, I like what he does. He calls it family talk, you know, Mm. the parish is a family. And I think it's an awesome way, you know, um, a number of times a year he addresses family issues and, and... and one of the issues he addressed was the election and how we need to go to the polls and we need to be informed with a Catholic heart, mind, and soul. We need to be informed with our consciences of the truth. And he, you know, he spoke about two, the two issues that are um, not really um, any room to move, and that was abortion and uh, religious liberties. Kind of mm-hmm. goes along with your sign thing, you know. Come and get a sign, please. These are awesome signs. I Father saw the signs for the first time. You like those, Father? <laughs> Boom. Those are nice. Again, protect. protect the unborn, defend marriage, and safeguard liberty. And you can pick those up at Spirit Catholic Radio. Yeah. Put that in your yard. It's awesome. I love those signs. Yeah, come and get one. Put it up. Proclaim the word. This is, you know, something that, you know, he, he was basically just saying, you know, we cannot support abortion. We cannot support uh, pro-abortion candidates. So we got to then inform our conscience and, and, and vote accordingly because abortion isn't just one of many issues. It is the issue. Um, with no life, there can't be liberty and there can't be happiness. Without life, there can't be a beginning. No beginning, there's no end, you know? So it's like we got we to gotta work toward fighting for these babies who don't have a voice. Um, and as we speak again and again, this is basically what we're talking about here this morning is, you know, attacking the child. What are you holding on to? That keeps you from being childlike. And Father Father Stillmonks also uh, mentioned in his homily, how do you catch monkeys? I love this. And if you've, you might have heard it if you've heard him preach on it before, but it's a powerful image. He says when you catch a monkey, what do you do? You, you have a wooden box, and they drill a little hole, and they put walnuts in this box because I guess monkeys love walnuts. And uh, yeah, I didn't know that either. Fun but, fact. But they do. <laughs> but they put their hands through that hole, grab the walnut, and then they try to pull their hand out and can't get their hand out because it's too small to get it out with the walnut. But they get caught because they're unwilling to let go of their walnut. <laughs> so what are the walnuts you're holding on to? What are the things you're holding on to that keep you from being childlike? Yeah. Fear's a big one. You know, fear of of being honest. You know, this is the one we talked about last week, but this is one of the traits of being childlike. And again, if you're an adult, you're like, what are you talking about children? We're not children, we're adults, we're on our way to work. You know, shut up, Father, talk about something else. (laughs) Well, guess what? You're wrong. We all need to be childlike. And one of the things of being childlike is being real, being honest, bringing the kingdom of God into the workplace. And I think this is why a lot of people kind of shut off and are basically stagnant in their spiritual life is because they've stopped being childlike. They've stopped being honest. They've stopped entering into life with excitement, you know, getting up with a kick in your step, you know, uh, out of bed excited. What are you excited about when you get out of bed? And you might be like, well, I'm not excited. Then I'd say there's something wrong with your prayer life, you know. We all need to look at our prayer lives and say, why am I not excited when I get out of bed? Well, you know, Father, he also addressed that. He goes, there's, there's something you're holding on to if you're not excited getting out of bed and going into life. And because see, children don't, Hold on to much. 
They let mom and dad worry about all the, of the problems and struggles of the day. And, and we know that in our heads, but we have a hard time living it out from our souls, from our hearts. And I think this is a huge area where today we're going to go into the healing part of this. You know, we talked about the traits. We talked about how children are being attacked, obviously, abortion, you know, um, abuse, but not so subtly, like, you know, dragging them around to 15 million sporting events um, or doing uh, uh, things that don't allow your kids to be kids or trying to, if you will, make them be um, beyond their years, letting them kind of grow and lead us, as it says in Isaiah eleven six, which is kind of a theme scripture for us during this series, you know, and a child will lead them. You know, Christ came as a child. So we need to let children lead us, and we often wonder why is children, why are children being attacked? And this kind of goes back to what we spoke of in the last few um, parts of this series, which is Satan hates children, bottom line. And if we, to the degree we cooperate and get involved with the Antichrist spirit, which is basically spirit of the world, the flesh, and the devil, you know, this worldly spirit, um, this, this worldly project, if you will, that we focus just on this temporal order and we don't have any sense of the eternal dimensions um, that we're called into, um, we start to invest so much into this world that we, we miss the purpose of life, which is to live as children under the protective care of the Father, um, letting God the Father provide for you day in and day out, and being excited to take that treasure, that pearl of great price, to take the kingdom of God, to take Jesus out into the world so that others can find the treasure. The treasure is your identity. Your identity is through your baptism is Christ. You're called to be, as Paul says, we're the, myst- we're the body of Christ, the mystical body of Christ. I mean, it's a lot to chew on, but these childlike traits are what we're all called into. And we talked about humility, you know, honesty, authenticity, um, vulnerability, you know, just to mention a few. Um, take those into the world and pay attention to how you wrestle with fighting against those traits. That's the spirit of the world in us. This is original sin, the effects of original sin. You know, our, our intellect was darkened through original sin, meaning we can't always see very clearly. And therefore, it says our will is weakened. Well, if you can't see clearly, then your ability to choose childlike qualities or traits or the kingdom traits, if you will, are going to be weakened. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we then talked about, you know, some a little bit about being uh, uh, a man and a woman and what does those look like as traits of, of childlikeness in being a man of God being a woman of God, being a, a, a husband and, and a wife and a mom and a dad. You know, what does it look like? This is evangelization. The world needs not so much to hear something external from our lives, but to see it lived out interiorly in each of our lives. Like the little way of Therese, you know. Um, this, is, this is the childlike way. Um, Psalm 131, you know, I do not raise, lift my eyes, you know, to things above me are too great, but... You know, like a weaned child in its mother's arms, so is my soul with you, my God. Letting God care for us. Um, Jesus in Matthew 6 speaks about dependence on God. Read that scripture today. You know, today speaks about in our gospel, if you go to Mass this morning or you, you hear, read the reading of the, of the day, the gospel reading today, this guy wants to build these barns. and say, like, oh, I got all this stuff. I'm going to build bigger barns so I can store more stuff. 
You know, we all store our stuff. What is that stuff you're storing? And why are you storing it? Why, why do we hold on? Why do we cling to the things of this world? And I would say it's because we're missing, again, that eternal dimension. We start to get stuck in the world. Um, we start to get so invested in our lives to the neglect of the life to come. Don't let Satan blind you. Don't let him pull the blindfold over your face and uh, miss the reality, which is God and his love and mercy for you. Have you accepted Jesus? You know, we talk about, our Protestant brothers and sisters talk about being born again. Well, as Catholics, we believe we were born again at baptism, right? But the graces of your baptism can lie dormant. Father Conta La Mesa, the household, um, papal household preacher, um, basically he, he wrote about this, how, what does it mean to be born again in the Spirit? It means to experience the release of the graces of your baptism, to let God you know, he needs your will, right? We got to cooperate with grace. And God wants us to untie him. You know, we can have him tied up inside of us. Like, you're not allowed to be honest right now, Jesus, because I'll lose my reputation. Or you're not allowed to be vulnerable, Jesus, with, with my wife because she'll think I'm weak. Or you're not allowed to be vulnerable and honest about you know, your addiction to pornography or your addiction to drugs or alcohol because then everyone's going to think, you know, X, Y, or Z, you, put, you fill in the blank. See, that's tying Jesus up. Mm. And Jesus is a good wrestler, let me tell you. <laughs> He's going to win. So we cooperate with grace. God will tire us out. He'll wrestle us until we get tired and say, Uncle, you know, it's like God's in a pinochle match with us. He's like, Uncle, you know, I surrender, Lord. And so that's what healing's about. We're going to talk about healing. Nikki's going to give a few examples in her own life, and I'm going to speak... Um, if not today, I'm going to definitely chime in here and speak about my own healing experiences of returning to the child, being born again, meaning living as a child. We've got to rediscover the child Jesus within us. There's a Bethlehem within you. And right now, there's a birthing process happening in your spiritual life through the grace of baptism, confirmation, the Eucharist, the sacraments, through an avid prayer life. There's a, there's a renewal happening. This is what the... the, the new evangelization is it's lived living jesus it's not so much talking about him it's living him and uh proclaiming the father's amazing love and glory we're talking about healing this morning and uh father wanted to pick up on that yeah we're diving into this uh this fourth series fourth talk in the series which is you know about living a childlike life and and now nikki schaefer's here with me and uh she's going to kind of in flesh, right? The word became flesh, right? So she's going to share some personal experiences that she's had of, of how God has um, healed her and helped her to recover from uh, losing that child um, within first, you know, the child within us. And, and again, we talked about how children without, meaning children outside of us, and you don't have to be a mom and dad for this, right? Um, we're all called to be moms and dads in the spirit. And it's, you might be a, a, a parent to the coworker sitting next to you in your office today for about five minutes. You might be a mom or a dad today, whether you have children biologically or not. We're all called to be uh, spiritual moms and dads at times to people that God just puts into our lives randomly. And, and to be a good mom and dad, you got to learn to be first a child. You know, you don't like, you're not born as a parent. You're born as a child. And then you mature into you know, being a mom and dad, and that happens through first being spousal. You got to learn to be spousal. So, you know, you got to understand your identity. Like, 
Jesus is the bridegroom, the church is the bride. You know, as men, we're called to love every woman like we love the church, like Christ loved the church. And as a woman, you're called to receive Christ, you know, to receive men as the church receives Jesus. So you see that spousal analogy there. But that matures into then being uh, maternal and paternal in a spiritual order. Um, so Nikki's going to share a little bit with us here about how God's helped her to heal um, in, in her life. I think, first of all, there's you know a couple things that we can do that help us to heal. And, and that is just making the simple choice to combat some of those lies that, that we've received. You know, for example, one of the things that, that my kids and I do is if we find ourselves getting just too focused on the doing, sometimes we'll just put on music and we have this box filled with scarves and we just dance. And I just encourage people out there, you know, choose to do some of those childlike things. It's amazing when we choose to be childlike, how that frees us up to receive and it frees us up to love. So like Father was talking about, if you are having trouble being honest, choose to be honest. It's amazing when we choose the opposite, how that heals us. You know, and just a, just a footnote to that, Nikki, is being honest doesn't mean just speaking out the truth. It means being honest with where you are interiorly right. with God. Like, be honest with God. Like, if you're angry, we talked last week. Last week, I think it was like, you know, a lot of us, you know, going to work don't like to go to work. We don't like what we're doing. Like, and then you got to ask why. Let it go, draw, let that, take it deeper. Don't just say, oh, I'm angry, I'm not, I don't like to go to work, I'm not going. But like, why? Let the Lord bring some light into that, you know, and that honesty. So it's not just, I'm going to go to work and tell the truth all right. day. Yes, but there's the honesty of you with your relationship with God. Yes. You know, Lord, I, some of the biggest healings in my life came when I was honest in prayer. Like, right. Lord, you know, in all honesty, there was a part of my life where I was like, Lord, I, I don't like you. I don't love you, Lord. I don't, I don't want to be with you. I don't like to pray. And, and I had to go there. But a lot of times we don't give ourselves permission to go to that place. Because for some reason we think God is like ready with, uh, I don't know, a big sledgehammer to smack us if we're honest in our prayer lives. I heard it was lightning bolt, but we'll go sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. There you go. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's it. We have this, and again, it goes back to that. That, that subconscious image of God that we hold inside, that we've picked up in this world, that keeps us, I mean, we are like, we are afraid, we're terrified in prayer, if, if we're honest sometimes. We can't even give ourselves permission to speak that truth out. So I just wanted to yeah. fill in with that honesty meant. And, and as, as a segue to that, you know, there are times when we can just make the choice, but there are times when, we can't. We need God's help. You know, Mark 10 says to us, for human beings, it is impossible, but not for God. All things are possible with God. I had an experience um, pretty recently where I was just struggling to love one of my kids. You know, I think we all can relate to that, whether we're parents or not. There's that person in our life that we're just having a hard time loving. And, you know, this child was just demanding more attention from me, and it was hard for me to let go of some of the things that I thought were important, like Father was talking about that walnut. You know, I was that monkey holding on to that walnut. I didn't want to go let go of that homeschool schedule that I had set aside. But this child was demanding more from me. She needed more love. She needed more of my time. I tried to let go. I just couldn't. So I was honest with God in prayer, and I said, God, I cannot do this 
I cannot do this by myself. Please have mercy on me. Please help me. And I brought this to the confessional. And the priest in the confessional mentions St. Faustina to me in divine mercy. St. Faustina was the, the saint that brought forth the divine mercy devotional. Literally, that same day, I went for a walk with my children. And as I'm coming back to my driveway, literally in my driveway, is a holy card of divine mercy with the St. Faustina Divine Mercy Novena up, upward. Now here it is, folks. Six weeks prior to this day, I had thrown away that holy card, I'm ashamed to say, because someone else had given me a beautiful Divine Mercy image, and I didn't think I needed it anymore. But God knew I needed it. And on that day, that holy card was in the driveway. And I knew that I was called to pray that Novena, so I began that novena that day. That was Christmas Eve. It ended on January 1st. And on that day, God flooded me with the graces that I needed to love that child. He healed me through that prayer. That's powerful. That's so powerful. You know, like to think about how God, it's his mercy. So what is God's mercy? It's recovering the child. So God's divine mercy is so that we can re return to that childlike dependency on him. And what Nikki's saying here is what we all need. We all need to re rediscover or experience the, the, the coming to life of the child within us again. And that one of the most powerful ways to do that is in the confessional. Absolutely. You know, that, that's, that's my own experience as well, which I'll share you know, in next week or so, but about this, this experience of confession and how led to me in, in my life experiencing um, the, the finding of that child again. So, you know, these are, this is a powerful, powerful thing to th ponder for all of us. And, and I want to also share one more experience, and it's actually not mine. Someone shared it with me this weekend, and I think it's really important to bring up. It's about healing through our vo vocations. And our vocations truly are the pathway to heaven if we choose to love. This mom said to me, I was, a, I was not a good mom in the beginning. I was really struggling to love my kids, and I was really focused on career, and I saw my kids as a hindrance to that. I was always in conflict with them. One, week, one weekend, I went to go visit my Aunt Rhoda, and I saw how Aunt Rhoda was loving my kids. She cooked them a warm breakfast. I didn't even know that they liked warm breakfasts, and I saw how much my kids enjoyed that. I decided to do the same that morning. So when we went back from that vocation, the next day I woke up early, I made the sacrifice, I decided to make my kids a warm breakfast, and they loved it. And I did it the next day, and the next day, and the next day. And then that led to more sacrifices. And she said, I realized that as a mom, my vocation was to sacrifice. And through that sacrifice, there was love that was brought forth for me and my family in resurrection. There is new life brought forth through the decision to love in our vocation. Mm. And there is healing there. Yeah. And that's holiness, right? Right. This is what holiness is. You know, uh, there's a scripture I was thinking about here. Um, it's uh, 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16. It says, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy as because I am holy. 
You know, 1 Peter 1, 15 to 16, you know, just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. And how do you be holy in all you do? Well, it has to, all you do has to come forth from the truth of who you are. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who you are, then what you do is not going to be holy. It's going to be about you. But if you know who you are, that you're a beloved son or daughter of, of God, then all you do in your vocation is going to be holy because it's going to flow out of that gratitude that, wow, I'm cared for, I'm provided for, I'm loved. You know, God is cooking a warm breakfast for me, you know. This is what the kids experience. They experience God through you as moms and dads or the person that you're sitting next to at work today, you know, or the person you see in the store. You know, pay attention to what's going on when you look at someone. You can tell when people are like, carrying some heavy things at times pay attention to that and don't just like oh well they're having a hard day too you know pray for them we believe that we can reach into each other's souls through prayer you know this is another again the sacraments and a prayer life is what is going to help you to recover from losing the child and we've all lost the child at different levels and degrees in our lives you know and i would argue anxiety um, depression these are all a part of the experience of losing the child. When we lose the child and we are angry at that, we get angry because the and what is depre- most depression is a repressed anger, right? Right. I mean, and and there's a story there that I think that we need to share next week too, just about healing from depression and some options there that God gives us. Yeah, and I think that's again to think about why am I angry? See, you got to take it deeper. It always goes back to well, you're resisting the child. Right. You're resisting the freedom in the workplace. You hate going to the workplace because you feel like you're enslaved into this model, this image, whatever it be. You know, like we all struggle with it. I do. I mean, just because I'm a priest doesn't mean I don't have struggles. I mean, people think sometimes priests are religious, you know, like, well, they're there. They've somehow had this experience. But we, we aren't there. We're all on a journey. I struggle with my vocation. Every man and woman struggle to live their vocation. But we, we, we don't just throw in the towel to the world and say, oh, well, it's impossible to live. I'm throwing it in, I'm done. See, that kind of lethargy or apathy, that disengagement from life is what leads to a lot of the um, feeling of heaviness and oppression and eventually, you know, this depression. Where we, we, what is the thing about depressed? What are you depressing? The child. You're pushing the child down. You're saying you can't play. You're not allowed to play. 731 on the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. It is TJ and Rachel and uh, our series on faith and uh, how it applies to being childlike in your uh, journey with Jesus Christ. Father Michael Voighoffer joins us, Nikki Schaefer. So, Father, where are we going next week? We are going to speak. I'm going to talk more. Nikki's going to kind of continue. I'm going to speak a little bit more about my own personal healing experiences that I've had through confession particularly. And then we're going to just, that's going to kind of stem into the final you know, the experience of the child, the resurrection, right? The Paschal mystery, the life. We have to die to that part of us that suppresses the child through Jesus' help. And then we experience the resurrection, the rebirthing of the child, being born again in the Spirit through the graces of baptism. That'll be next week. Father, if we could leave with your blessing. Thank you guys so much for being here this yeah. morning. We and I'd like it. to, you know, go ahead. go ahead. I'd like to invoke today, you know, the intercession of Blessed John Paul II. Today's the, is, uh, you know, the church is working on providing an optional memorial today to celebrate, you know, um, his uh, pontificate, his holy life, uh, you know, he gave us so much. So, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Holy Trinity, we are all fruits of your love. 
you've brought us all into being in existence to proclaim to the world the amazing gift of life, love, and happiness, the amazing gift of being children of God. We ask you, Father, Son, and Spirit, to bless us today through the intercession of Blessed John Paul II, that we may all experience his fatherly love and care for us today, and we may all allow the child to live today through us as men and women of God. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next week. Yeah, Appreciate bless you it. Guys. Okay. Thank God you. bless, Father.